Welcome to Season 3 of Living Free with RP. I am your host, the Tubiac Maniac, and today we have Heidi McGill. She is a self-published author of a book that's coming out today, February 1st, uh, Dial E for Endearment. She's super nice, and I hope you all enjoy Heidi's journey. All right, I just want to take the time to thank you so, you know, for taking the time out to be on the show and welcome. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Heidi. So introduce yourself to everybody. Um, let them know, you know, who you are and where you're from and just give us a little bit about your family, you know. All right, I would love to do that. <clears throat> let me start by saying I am Heidi McGill and I am an author. Uh, just recently. I've only been an author for about a year. Before that, I was the founder and director of an English as a Second Language program and absolutely loved doing that. Before that, I worked for the American Red Cross and enjoyed helping raise money for disasters all across the state of South Carolina, where I live, and then also through the country. Had some wonderful adventures. Um, I am married 30 years to my husband, Bob, who is a an avid scuba diver, extreme scuba diver. That is his uh, sport of choice. And then he's also a pilot for fun. And in his off time, when he has to, he works in IT. I have two girls. My oldest, uh, Jordan, lives just about 15 minutes away from me. And she has blessed me with, she and her husband with two precious grandsons. Uh, Avery is two and a half and Ashton is three months. And they are two truly the joy of my life. I had no idea that how much more fun grandchildren could be than my own children. My second daughter lives in uh, Kentucky and she works for the company called Yum. She's having a great career and <clears throat> excuse me, life is fun for her. So I don't get to see her as often. Um, but one of the things that I do enjoy doing is uh, writing, uh, which is a challenge for me since I have retinitis pigmentosa and uh, it is something that uh, I have to work hard at, not both because it's hard to write, but because visually it's a challenge for me. Yes, yeah. I was saying, you were mentioning the whole grandparent thing. I can't imagine that is the thing, especially I know my mom loves being a grandmother. And uh, I imagine that's because uh, you get to give them back after. 
yeah you, <laughs> you get all the that. fun and, and you just, yeah you get you get them all yeah you get you get to do everything else with them and do all the fun things that you got to do before but now you just go all right now we're now we're done okay you can take them back they say i'm done <laughs> no they're precious children no, and i, awesome. I just keep telling myself boy at two and a half you know my girls were just so hard at this child boy he is an absolute dream Oh, wow. It's kind of fun. Yeah, it's, it's a fun space. Well, plus kids nowadays are so smart. Like, oh, uh, yeah. my son is like, I mean, I'm thinking like, where was I at nine years old? And like, he's oh, just, I think, so just light years ahead of me, I think. Oh, yeah. We were playing in the mud. And these kids are, <laughs> you know, they're figuring out computers. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, he, yeah, he was operating a computer, I think, at three years old or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Know, four years old. It's like, they're just like, like, what? <laughs> he used to use an <laughs> iPad when he was, he was using an iPad when he was two. Oh yeah, like, dude, he knows like, how to swipe. Yeah, it's like I'm like I don't know if I could would be doing this back when I was two or three. <laughs> no. Man, what? Now I know I cheated a little bit, and I read some of your. Uh, I know you have a book, and yes. I had cheated, and I read the back and saw that uh, you were diagnosed in 2001. Yes. <clears throat> so, so tell me how you felt I about have- that. Oh, I'm, that's actually the best way to ask me that question. How did I feel about that? Because everybody has a story and it's, a lot of us have similar stories, but how I felt seemed a little bit different from others that I have heard. Yeah. So I did not even know that anything was wrong. Um, I had both of my girls, they were one and three years old. And I just kept thinking, what is going on? My girlfriends were noticing it. I was running into things. And one of my girlfriends said, Heidi, I really, I'm just going to say it, but I really think you might need to go get checked for multiple sclerosis. You're, you just keep falling and tripping. And so I did. And my doctor said, let's just get your vision tested, man. You are healthy as a horse. So we did. And with my diagnosis, it was absolute devastation. Oh, Mike, I thought my life is over. And I kept having these questions come through my mind how am I ever going to see my girls grow up and get married? And, and how am I going to help them um, learn how to cook? And, and I just had all of these questions that just put me in the spiral of, I would not say a deep depression, but enough that I struggled to function. And it was um, absolutely devastating. It was a poor me. Uh, one day, I was uh, sitting at my desk and I was journaling and I was just writing down all my frustrations. And I was, I was angry, was frustrated. And I just, without any um, pretense, I just felt that. um, I lost you. You do not need to see anything. To know okay. who your children can, marry. You're can you repeat that? that. I, 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 excuse me. I lost you for a little bit. So I don't know. I think they, they would have missed out on uh, what you were just saying. Of course. So um, I am a Christ follower. And so when I was sitting at my desk and journaling, um, I just felt God say to me, Heidi, this is crazy. Seriously. Um, do you think you need your vision to see the most important things? Uh, the person that your child marries, who cares what they look like? It's their heart. That's what matters. And you'll figure out other ways to do things. It's, it's, this is not the end of the world. You still have value. You just need to figure out what that value is. And that was a changing point for me, Mike. 
honestly, I did not understand. I thought that who I was and what I was capable of doing was based on my, my eyesight or for other people, it might be um, what, how fast they can run or what they can do or uh, no, I, that is not what gives me value. Uh, the fact that I can still love on others and um, be a friend, those are things that are important. So the, to answer your question, um, devastation was how I feel now, but now every day I choose joy. I choose to see the positive, look for the, the opportunity and find things where um, I am not sitting there and wallowing in self-pity. I am looking forward to what can I do to support and love on someone else. Awesome. See, I don't think, uh, I don't think that's, uh, I mean, definitely something most people feel. I mean, uh, I think those who are getting hit like a baseball bat to the face, but, uh, mm -hmm. you know, and when they have no, no history, no nothing, you know, right. Uh, some people are fortunate to have somebody, you know, in the family. So they kind of already, you already know it's happening. And I think when you know it's happening or, you know, it's going to be, you know, happening or possibility, you, you, you're more, you're good with it because you have resources mm -hmm. and you know, so, but I mean, I, I felt like one point the same way you felt at some point when I was like, Oh man, geez, like, do I want to have a kid now that I have right. this? Like, do I, um, if I, you know, uh, I don't know if I want to do that or not. And I went back and forth a long time, you know, trying to debate mm -hmm. whether or not I was going to want to pass this on. But then, yeah, I looked at it and go, you know what? My mom was awesome and still is awesome. <laughs> and I'll just leave that same example to, you know, whatever kid I have, you know, if I, you know, so that's what I do now. And that's, and that's what you're doing. You know, you're just, you know, you're just, you're just continue being awesome and doing what you want to do. And, and you set that example so that, you know, if God forbid something, you know, if that happens and, you know, one of your kids gets it, they just, they're, they're mm -hmm. going to have that same reaction. Like, Oh, you know, uh, well, my, my mom's so. an author. My mom does this. My mom's you know, all this cool stuff. She's always been happy, you know, I'm not worried about mm -hmm. it. And uh, I think, yeah, you're right. That's the best way to look at it. Go, you know, we, we could do a lot of things like, you know, I mean, not having eyesight is, uh, I mean, yes. Does it suck? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't, I, I don't ever want to paint, paint a picture of like, I walk around going, man, I love going blind. You know? Yeah, like, this I, is great. This is great, man. And thank you so much. You know, like, you know, I, I think. I think we all could say that that's not the case, but I think it's, it's a matter of just saying, you know what, this is happening and mm -hmm. this is what I'm going to do. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. like, exactly. And you just face those obstacles as you know, they come to you, you know? So no, that's, that's a, that's a great way to just kind of treat it, but you know, it's not wrong also to feel, you know, depressed or, you know, sad. I think my mom, I remember growing up was always in, um, she did those like groups, yeah, yeah, and stuff. Yeah. She'd go to therapy, you know, and stuff. Yeah, so I remember that growing up, you know. So I'm sure my mom was uh, dealing with things, you know, behind the, yeah. you know, you know. I'm sure she didn't show me. You know? So. Yeah, yeah. But you know, yeah, it's all part of that, as you say, or you know, as I say, the whole title of the show. You know, it's, it's your journey. You know, it's a you know, living free RP. It's a you know, it's, we all have a different journey. You know, we all right. it all starts somewhere somewhere else. Right. Yeah. So now, so now you're feeling joy now that's, you know, now we're, 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 you've gotten by your, you know, all those years of how you felt, um, right. where's your vision currently? All right. So it's been 20 years. And, uh, when I was diagnosed, I was already at 
And yeah. uh, so now I'm down to five degrees. Uh, and so uh, it's very interesting how I, I, other people just, they don't understand that because I have some vision, how can I be considered blind? until I trip <laughs> right. over something and then they are like oh I'm dropping something on the floor you know that's the funniest thing oh, yeah. so I have a sister who has um severe neuropathy and so we make a great team she finds it on the floor and I pick it up for her I mean hey, we rock it go. together that's you know? it like there you go it's perfect um, <laughs> but it actually is um one of the reasons that I wrote this book uh is because I felt like when I, when I explain what's going on with my eyes and how I adapt, people just, they don't understand. They struggle. Um, I've used the example of stick two toilet paper tubes on your eyes like oh, you're looking right. through um, binoculars. And can you see uh, the person's uh, neck when you're looking at their eyes? No, you cannot. Okay, that is what I see. And what ends up happening is especially if I'm in an airport um, and people see a white cane, oh my goodness, they, they just completely um, spread the waters, you know, like uh, they, they just disperse so that nobody runs into me, which is actually very courteous. And I do appreciate that. Um, I do appreciate the extra um, attention I get from TSA. So I do not have to go through the cattle stalls to get where I need to oh, go. They okay. just let yep. me right through. That's super helpful. But what I have noticed is that um, I'll say I have just enough vision to be dangerous um, because <laughs> you know, I just think, oh, I like you, you know, I just think I can do it. And then, no, I fall downstairs. Yep. So, um, but one of the reasons I wrote this book is because I really want people to see who I am without my cane. I, it does not matter. My vision is not what defines me. That is not who I am. Just like you, Mike, you've got this awesome personality. You are extremely upbeat. Um, I listened to one of your podcasts and I understand that you love to run. You're a parent. You're a husband. You are so much more, you know? Yeah. So you mm -hmm. happen to have RP. Okay. You know, that's just, that's just that's part it. of yeah, right. Everybody's yep. got something, Mike. Oh my goodness. Oh, oh I've yeah. Got <laughs> I have friends who have children that have disabilities. I'm sorry, I'll take my RP over what they have to deal with 24 hours a day. I cannot imagine the stress of the journey that they're going through. We right. all have something. And so learning to love who you are, despite faults, is a wonderful thing. And that was one of the things about dialing for endearment. So Everly, the main character, she is the one that is blind and she is a radio talk show host. And she has learned to use specialized equipment so that she can run her show. Well, no one on the air listening in her radio family knows that she's blind oh, wow. because it's, that's not who she is. Who she is on the air is a radio talk show host. And so, right. um, it, you know, it just paints a picture of who she is outside of her white cane. And this is a romance story. And so the whole idea is that she wants someone to physically find her to be a value outside of that white cane and that's what she's seeking and um the the book is not just romance it, it deals with a lot of um hurts and her she has a very difficult relationship with her mom um and it's a wonderful journey that she has through 
making light of the fact that she has RP, the friend that she meets is, um, he's just an awesome character. And so, and I, I do have to interject right there that most of the events that happen in the story are my personal experience. Although I am not Everly the character, I did um, interject. Some, who's some Cameron Boyd fun. then? Cameron Boyd <laughs> is the young man who uh, just comes along. <laughs> Is he, is he based on anybody? He is not. He is not. Um, and in fact, when the story started, I had her falling in love with someone else. And, oh, wow. uh, and Camp just showed up. That was one of those. It's one of the beauties of being a pantser writer, meaning that I don't plan things out. I write by the seat of my pants. And uh, so it's, it's been a fun journey. I've enjoyed this story. And I do feel like it has a story to tell. And one of the things that I've done with this book is um, during the month of February, it releases on February 1st. And during the month of February, any purchase of this book, whether it be in paperback or eback, 50% of those proceeds I'm giving to my local Metrolina Association for the Blind. And that is the awesome. service that um, provided services for me for white cane training and um, has given me all my support as when I learned awesome. that I had RP. Is there anything you could uh, now being since you're a, you know, an author and maybe somebody else listening might want to consider trying to write their own book? Is there any kind of tips or you know anything kind of knowledge you could share with uh, the listeners? Mike, I would love to do that because <laughs> let me tell you how I got started. I love to read. I am an avid reader. I do most of my reading now listening to audiobooks, but even growing up, I read every one of my children's summer reading books and anything that they had at school. I just always loved to read. And I never put my hand to writing, but I would read for other authors and I would what was called a beta reader. And I would get the book early on at the stage of um, right before all of the last details had been put in. And I would help an author and say, hmm, you've got a plot hole here, or you use the wrong word choice here, or here I found a couple of typos, that kind of thing. And I got this one book and I was reading it and I went oh for pity's sakes I could do better than this I mean this book was just <laughs> so poorly written and I thought okay girl put your money where your mouth is if you think that you can do better do it and so I started to write a book and like most most authors we tend to write what we know and what I knew was my story and it so uh, in my story, I have uh, Rachel, the main character who represents who I am. Um, she goes through a very deep loss and a great depression. And that is very symbolic of the loss of my eyesight and the following um, depression that I went through afterwards. And how she comes out on the other side, just gloriously renewed. She is a different person. She has chosen to make her life what it is going to be. And, uh, and so that book itself is very important. So for individuals who are wanting to write, I have no background in writing. You've, you've heard what my positions were. My uh, college education is in human resources. Um, I do believe I nearly flunked high school English. Uh, I would have to go back and look at my transcript, but I'm pretty sure I got close. Um, so that <laughs> is, it is not that you have to have some skill or talent. You have to have a desire. And if you want to tell a story, if you have something inside of you that you want to tell, 
just put it on paper. The beauty of um, the way the world runs these days with Amazon especially is you can be an independently published author very easily. Uh, you put your book together, you get some a group of people to help you make sure that your typos are not there, that your book is very uh, clean, that you don't have um, formatting errors. You upload it yourself uh, using a free tool that um, Kindle provides for you, Amazon provides for you. There are other programs you can purchase, but I just use the free one. You get it uploaded, you put it on there, you set a price, and then the only effort that um, you really, really struggle with is the promotion. But if your goal is to say, I am a published author, whether anybody else reads this book or not, I've accomplished a goal I set out to, to accomplish, then you've just done that. If you want to make money, then it takes a little effort, but uh, it's right. worth it in the end. So Mike, That's if you awesome. want to write a book, just start writing. I'm going to write a book. It's going to be one page. That's there you it. go. Short story. Just to be like, short story. Yeah, there you go. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is my style. This is what I, you know, and I'm going to title it short read. There you go. That's I'm going to call it, this is a short read. That's the title of the book. <laughs> that sounds great. I, I, have I like a that. Though. You might have a market. <laughs> there you go. I like that idea of, you know, like you said, um, some people might be like, whoa, geez, I mean, I got to do this the right way. I got to go get a, you know, publisher or do all those things. I never thought that you could just, you know, take it upon yourself and do that. And that, that stuff exists. And just to say, hey, like you said, just for that accomplishment. And sometimes that accomplishment is, means everything to people, you know, that that's what, exactly you know, that gives right. you a nice little boost, you know, and that's so. exactly right. And maybe it leads to more. Maybe that, you know, maybe you, you, maybe you do realize you want to keep writing and, and maybe you want to get, you know, you know, make some money and, and then there you go. You can't make yes, it. Yes, and you when can't... you do want to make money, then you, there are some things that you have to do. You right, do no, at that sure point. Are... Yeah, right. Yeah. At that point, now you got to start, you know, selling, doing things and, you know, and putting the work in and, and, and differently. But, you'll, but that's part of the process. It's like, um, I'm always a big believer in, if you want to do something like say a race, like for me, it's like, you know, a race or something like that. Sure. Like you just sign up, you don't go, right. Oh, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll sign up for a 5k when I'm ready or a 10. Like, right. People just always say, yeah. Oh, Hey, I just say, just do it. Just sign up. That's right. Because now once you sign up, it's real. Mm-hmm. And, and now, and then, and then, and, you know, and maybe it doesn't go so well, maybe the race doesn't go so well, but then afterwards if you, now you accomplish it, it gives you a little bit of a, you know, a boost and now you go on and you go i'm going to do better next time so now yeah now you're running more now you're doing you know whatever so it's like yeah and everything in life i think you should just just do it just That's don't even exactly right i'm with you yeah so um, i was just i think it's a great thing to live by so so we've covered that you're an author but what but that but is that but is there more things that that you like to do like is there other interests hobbies oh, like, is there, what, 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 yes what's, uh... i do have some things first of all i love to play with my grandsons uh outdoors is my favorite place to be with those boys um that two and a half year old uh it is quite challenging since he does not kick straight for me to return a <laughs> kick or catch a ball but we have okay. a blast and there you go yeah it's a great age. that's a great challenging. age <laughs> it is that's my, uh, son, that's my son's favorite gets... age so oh yeah yeah soon as we uh as soon as he gets older he's going to be running circles around me and I won't even know where he is um, <laughs> when I first learned that I had RP I decided it was important for me I'm actually a visual learner 
and so I wanted to put as many memories in my brain as I could. And so I started mm. scrapbooking. Um, mm. And I, I started uh, with uh, my wedding, uh, which was in 1991. Well, it actually started with my uh, engagement. And I've gone all the way through all of those years. And I have a scrapbook. And I'm now on 2019. Um, I have most likely, wow. usually I have one scrapbook per year. I'm just chronological. But what that has done for me is even if my children throw those things in the trash can, that's not why I did this. It's the same thing as writing. I did this for me. Um, okay. I wanted to cement those memories in my mind. And, uh, and so I, I just love it. And so I do try to get away a couple times a year and get some scrapbooking done. I do love to cook. Uh, Mike, I cannot bake <laughs> or I cannot even make a box brownie. I I don't really? know what my issue. Oh my gosh, no. I'm I am a baker. the worst baker. I can't. Oh no I no could, no. You are you a direction follower? Um, you, once I I tend to get a recipe and then after I've kind of done it once, I kind of go off the cuff after that. Okay. Yeah. I can't measure for anything. I, I get too impatient. <laughs> I just like throw it in my hand. That looks like a teaspoon. Well, that does not work for baking. <laughs> no, it doesn't. I no, can you're cook. Right. I can yeah. I can make nothing. Uh, into something uh, pretty funny. easily when it comes to cooking uh, right. got quite a variety of things um, and food <laughs> oh Mike I love food in fact that was one of the the best parts of being a part of the English as a second language program those ESL students loved to take me to authentic food I have eaten some of the most unusual things you can imagine um, I've had um, raw octopus oh, and wow. um I've had chicken feet multiple times, oh, um, stomach and tongue. And, you know, just I've, I've had it all. Wow. I don't necessarily enjoy it all, but I will eat it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Try, yeah. try everything once. Just won't eat. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I try everything once. Yes. Oh, I my God. I love to try. What's that? I was saying, oh, my God. Like, it's, like, it's crazy. All this tongue and all that. <laughs> oh, I yeah. And sometimes it's a little spicier than I, I care for. I can handle pretty hot. But when it starts to make your eyes run, that's a little. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I also love to travel. Um, oh, yeah. I, I've been to China twice uh, oh, by man. myself. Took uh, my, wow. my cane. Um, that's, that's, that's impressive. Yeah, that was a a lot of fun. And in the Shanghai airport, it's pretty interesting when no one speaks English and you're about to miss your flight. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I do not have a seeing eye dog. I have chosen not to, although I love an animal. I live in a part of South Carolina where there is no public transportation. In fact, we don't even have uh -huh. a um, taxi service here so i would have to call charlotte north carolina to be able to get oh, a taxi geez. of course there's ubers um but not every uber driver would appreciate having a dog in their car so i have chosen not to do that and so when i do get out and go uh, i mostly just either go with my husband or i have this amazing group of friends who have just surrounded me in fact one of my girlfriends called me last night and she said, make your grocery list. I'm heading to the grocery store tomorrow night if you want to go. Um, that courtesy is just beyond awesome. thoughtful. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I always say it's important to have like a very uh, strong, like group of core friends oh, to support yeah. you as you go through this, because those are the people that you're going to rely on. And, right. uh, and, you, and 
and I think I think you definitely find out also who your friends and who are not your friends as you yeah. uh, also kind of go through this, you know. So you know, Mike, it's even beyond that. It's learning personalities. Um, there are I have about three women who I can call at any point in time and say I have got this appointment all the way up in Charlotte at Uptown. Can you take me? And they are, are yes. And I've got another group of girls. They're happy to take me anywhere. They will not drive in Charlotte. So, um, you know, you kind of got to know your audience a little bit. Too. Yeah, right, right. Of what um, people are, you know, some people that's just, an, it's not comfortable for them. It's just out of their comfort zone. So it's oh, not that right, they don't yeah, like right. you. It's just, you know. They don't want to drive in that area. Right. right. Yeah. 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 I totally understand that. <laughs> no, you're right, though. I, 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 can, I can relate to that. There are definitely a couple of friends of mine where, like, yeah, I could call them and be like, dude, yeah. I got to get here or I need to do this. Um, yeah. Are you available? And they're like, let me check but you know i should be able to do it or you know like right. yeah but then then there's some people there it's like you got to give them more time you gotta you know yeah you gotta depending on that kind of person they're not like an on the fly type of person right right and sometimes it's a it's a good trade-off so um i have um these these three ladies who are willing to take me just about anywhere all three of them are uh, retired home by themselves you know their family lives far away and really sometimes why they enjoy taking me is just to be able to spend time with another human being. Um, and you know, I'm not the only one that's lonely. And so sometimes choosing those people, um, it, it's, it, my, my dad used to always say, um, I'd say, no, I don't want to ask them to do such and such for me. And he'd say, his answer was always, you know, you're robbing them of the blessing of helping you, right? And I was thinking mm -hmm. it from yeah. my perspective, perspective where my dad was thinking yeah. it from the other, you know, people want to help other people. They just don't know how, you know, somebody gets cancer. Right. What can you do? Well, you can provide a meal. You know, that is something you can do the summer. You can mow their yard. There are things that you can do for other people. And sometimes others love to be able to say, yes, I would be happy to take you for a ride. Um, oh, they want to hang out with you. Yeah. They might want to just take that time just to spend, you know, they, they might want that just because they're just taking that time to hang out. Like, hey, yeah, I'll, I'll drive you, you up there. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is like, a long ride. I've got you at captive audience for 45 minutes. Yeah. You know, hey, we'll do this. We'll, we'll stop over here and do this too, if you know what. Yep. You know, yeah. Yeah. Yep. It, could be, it could become a whole thing. <laughs> yeah. So through your journey, have you experienced any ridiculous questions from people like strangers and things like, you know, like, you know, I've, you know, how, you know, can, can you see this? Can, how about this? And, you know, or, you know. Oh, <laughs> yes. Right. So I was at a, a wedding and uh, there were, it was quite elegant. And I just had my hands in my lap because this was early on. I knocked my drink over this, no joke, Mike, 80% of the meals, huh. I knock my drink. I'm right-handed, so at my table, I put my cup to the far left-hand side. Oh, okay, yep, yep. Because I'm forever knocking my drink over. In fact, most meals I choose not to drink just because, in fact, I just did it the other day. I was out to dinner with a bunch of girlfriends and knocked my drink over. Um, <laughs> and so I was at this really nice wedding and sitting next to me, my girlfriend, uh, she said, all right, and she started to, she's military, and she started to explain, uh, your drink is at one o'clock, and she's going around my <laughs> plate of telling me everything, and I'm thinking, first of all, you think I have a better memory than I have. <laughs> yeah, your drink <laughs> is no at one o'clock. 
Yeah, but second of all, I can see that. Um, and, you know, that and probably the other most embarrassing thing is uh, go to drink out of a straw, you know, goes up your nose rather than oh, your mouth, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. you know, just, you just totally miss <laughs> that. But I think seeing people also have that option. But, um, but no, what about you? Have you had any? Uh, I, oh, I launch drinks. I do, I do that a lot, but, but I, I was going to say, oh, <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm just think, oh, you know, if someone did, uh, people notice when I don't have my cane on me, like I've gone to a store, like a, a package store and some guy actually asked me, he's like, Hey, you know, I, I've seen you in here before and you've had a cane and now you're not using a cane. He's like, you know, like I, I thought, you know, so what's going on? Yeah. So I explained to him, I'm like, yeah, well, when, if I go down here by myself, I walk from my house, I use a cane. I go, but if my wife or somebody brings me here, I know your store well enough. I don't need yeah. a cane. So he's like, oh, okay. He's like, I just kind of thought canes are for people who are blind. I'm like, no, actually, uh, you know, I explained to him about being visually impaired and, you know, and yeah. having tunnel vision and things. It's not, you know, it's just not, you know, one or the other. People have, you know, right. degrees of different stuff. Uh, I've been, you know, of course you get somebody who's always like, hey, you know, I waved at you and you didn't wave back at me. Oh, I know. You know? I it's know. like, uh, oh. was I looking at you? Well, no, yeah. but I was, but I was in your field. I was, no, well, I didn't clearly did not see you. Uh, missing handshakes. Yeah. We all done that, you know. Those oh, are, the handshake. Are, That's so. Hey, man, you're gonna leave. You're, you're gonna leave me shake. hanging. Oh yeah, you're gonna leave me. <laughs> hey, man, like a fist bump. You know, you're gonna leave me hanging. Like I'm like, yeah. I don't. I'm not trying to be a jerk, but you know, yeah. most people who know me, it's good. Like the people I'm around, actually, right. most people know that. Like so, if they go for that, and they'll be like, right. they'll be like, hey, Mike, Mike, trying to give you, a, you know, trying to give you a fist bump. Like, oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Like I'm not a jerk. No, the, I'm not a jerk. That's right. No, my favorite is where you're in a room. And you're talking to somebody and you can tell that they're to your left, but you're paying attention to the person in front of you. Right. And then the you go to speak to that person and they're not there. And you oh. just carry on <laughs> conversation. You're like, I didn't even know they left. I didn't know they left. Yeah. I think I saw that somewhere. <laughs> someone that happened to somebody on the Facebook group. They were saying that. Yeah. So yeah, you're doing you're having a whole conversation with nobody. Nobody. <laughs> yeah, it happens quite frequently. Or I'll they just have what uh, one girlfriend bent down to bend, do her shoe and I'm I really am like where are you where did you go oh. like, I'm down here <laughs> uh, I, have, I run a YouTube channel also on the, um, and it's called the RP show and actually a good trick that uh, my co-host uh, explained for avoiding the whole knocking your drink over is yeah. when you put your drink down you put your elbow at the edge of the table so now your drink is the same distance from the elbow to the you know to the, the, ah. to the edge of the table so you always know when you see you put it down you your elbow down first and then you, then you put your hand down so that you know okay i gotta no tell you yeah i just did that as you were telling me and that's exactly where my drink was same. i wonder if i same. do that subconsciously that's you got yep that's a good that's that's perfect yeah. I, I started doing that more that we now that he he told me about that i was like oh yeah because i oh, yeah man i hate spilling a drink although i did get i lot i was Usually I'm a little more skilled and I was being a little more relaxed on my birthday and I like launched a beer off my uh, table. The girl brought one over and I didn't, I had not realized that she put the, like she brought me another yeah. beer and I didn't realize she came over and did that. She didn't say yeah. like, here you go or anything. Here. It was like, right. She literally just dropped it off and I didn't even know. And I was just like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and I told That's her, I go, sorry, I'm visually impaired, you know, like, yeah. She was just happy. She didn't get any in herself. So. My sisters, like, yeah. when I'm with them, they always say, nobody wants to get wet. Would you please put hers in a kid's cup? 
<laughs> right? <laughs> That's fine with me. <laughs> I'm a sippy cup for my beer, please. Yeah. At least there's no straw there. Yeah, I didn't have to worry yeah, about that. Right. Yeah, that's that's. I think like you have to laugh at all those moments. I we I always say that on the podcast. So you have to you have to laugh because if you don't, yeah. you're just gonna be so miserable. Absolutely. All right, I tell my friends to stop taking my job. Like if they do something, you know, like they trip yeah. on something. I always yell. I used to yell at them growing up. Like, yeah, yeah, hey, that's my job. Knock it off. You got your own thing. <laughs> <laughs> my I, job is, is trip. Yeah, that's right. Mine is running into walls say seriously that wall moved for you i thought it only did that for me well see see our, our the best way to describe our peers would say is sometimes it's like we could see an earring on a floor a yes. hundred feet away but go walk into a door going to go pick it up yes, <laughs> yes. like so I've done, i remember i remember one night it was like i was at a bar it was like super dark out in the bar and i remember somebody lost their ear my i think my wife or somebody lost something and everyone's looking for it everyone's looking yep. for it and i'm just having a look i'm just looking around looking around and i have a, i look down and it's a good like 20 feet or so away and i go oh is it right there like on, underneath the seat right there and she goes how is it the blind guys that found it? I'm like, I don't know. I know. Every once in a while, you get good. <laughs> yeah, wow. no, we were, I was out walking with my girlfriend and it had, had um, just started at the beginning of spring. And I said, oh my gosh, look at that little tiny blue flower. She's looking yeah. <laughs> everywhere. It was like the only flower of the entire green field. And I found it, she couldn't find it. It was awesome. Oh, I mean, I, I get excited just when I, you know, I read labels on packages and I can still read that tiny, tiny, tiny font. And I'm like, oh, man, yeah. I am shocked. I'm even reading this. So I'm like, those are like the small. Oh, no, yeah, I don't want to read what's in it. But yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah was like, but, but still, I'm always just like those. It's funny. Like nobody else would probably even care about that moment. <laughs> but right. people like us were just like, those are like, yeah, I can still read tiny, tiny font. That's right. <laughs> Look at me. Oh so gosh. the next question is the dreaded question oh, who dear. who wins in a fight the wet floor sign are you oh oh the wet floor sign oh them, my them. goodness <laughs> my <laughs> i think i it's like they are magnetic i find every <laughs> single one how uh, is that they jump out in front of, like they jump out in front of you yes <laughs> 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 I, I find I work, I said the YMCA, I, I work the, that's where I teach spin classes, the, the, my local YMCA. And yes. yeah, I, I mean, I'm very aware when they put wet floor signs out and usually I'm a little more vigilant, but sometimes since I've been at the YMCA so long now, um, I get more like, I don't bring my cane all the time. Like I bring it, right. but I don't use it. So like, if I need to leave the classroom to go to the bathroom, I just going to go. Oh yeah. Right. I, I kicked one. I, I, I was like, Oh. Found it. Oh, my. Uh. Well, I, I've got a good one for the YMCA. My um, my husband was, um, he swims to practice for scuba diving. And so I had taken my grandson to the baby pool. And okay. um, Bob had him in the large pool and was just kind of playing with him for a little while while I was getting all the toys picked up. And Bob said, here, come and get him. And I so I just walked forward and forgot the baby pool was in front of me. Wait, oh, I mean, you were in the goodness. baby pool? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All the way. <laughs> <laughs> totally forgot. I think that the lifeguard was so shocked. I'm like, yeah, it's all, it's all good. It's all good. This, it's a this is wet. my life. No big deal. <laughs> wow. I've always wondered about that. I mean, I've, never, I've never heard of anybody doing it. I was like, at some point, someone's had to fall in the water. 
Yeah. Wow. Somebody with somebody with RP has at some point gone inside yeah. a pool, you know, without meaning to go inside of a pool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's but at least like you know nothing like that. Like I said, nothing bad happened, and it was like oh uh, right, right. You're just like yeah, hey, I'm wet. <laughs> I've been pretty fortunate so far. I've only had a couple times I've had. Stitches. I'm more worried about how other people like someone else. Like if everyone knows that I'm visually impaired in that area, yeah. I don't yeah. get embarrassed because I'm like yeah. They they know like oh Mike just kicked out well floor sign right. oh well you know I get more yeah. concerned about who's seeing me going what the hell did that guy do like why did that right. guy just uh, knock that sign away? Well, I always <laughs> feel really bad when the error happens because of of someone who's helping me. So oh god I'm, like it's um, you, with you a group you know I always I use a seeing eye friend you know forget the dog yes yes and yes, I have uh, to run into poles and. That's a bad seeing eye friend. Oh man, that's not that's <laughs> yeah. not good. You, you gotta got get new ones. One. You gotta choose your friends correctly on that. <laughs> oh one, yeah, like not oh, everybody yeah, has really... that gift. Well, the other problem is sometimes I don't know if you experience this is that I think we do we we rock the whole going blind so well that sometimes our friends are oh. like, oh yeah, you need help. Like 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 you know like like, like my friends will walk and walk go right into the bar and they'll just keep oh, yeah. walking and I'll, and I'll have a yeah. moment of like. I don't door, know where you like, are. Hello. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Because yeah. I'm sure you'll stop just like I do. I just yeah. Oh yeah. Like once, yeah. Once I'm uncomfortable, like. Oh yeah, I'm you stopping. walk in the door and it's like stop right there. Nope, right there. You know, I lost you. Like I told my friends, I'm gonna give them a, a vest, a bright green like or like vest that they go on, they put on so yeah. that I can see them when they go into bars. Yeah. And like that. You know at Target how they have those big round balls outside of Target? Oh, I always have to avoid. I, mm, I'm, oh, I'm aware yeah. of them, but yes, I know you're okay. talking about. Them. You remember yes. when those uh, those plank things were really popular and you'd see the videos of everybody and they were doing little straight things and doing. Planks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Were, right, those, yeah. They were, were they called planks? Is that what those? Yeah, planking. Called? It's called planking. Okay, yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. with my daughter ran me directly into there and I just have my arms out looking like I'm flying and I just yelled out plank and I'm sure everybody <laughs> thought it, <you> know? <laughs> <laughs> it hurt, just, but I'm telling you, we laughed our sides off. Uh, you just you went on the fly. You're just like, oh yeah, I meant to do this. Yeah, yeah I meant to. Totally oh no, I, I I'll stare. I I will make sure I stare at those things as I go into the Target because I'm like, I am not walking into these. Oh, they are like, the worst tight. Like who invented this thing? I know. This is, this is wrong. And put like make them like something else. I don't know. Make them brighter yeah. too. Like you know, red. I want to know color. who invented the bar between two doors the bar rather than having the door shut so that the doors connect there's actually a physical bar that's between them so each of the doors connect with the bar oh like like click in place like yeah right yeah Mm. right yeah yeah like schools yeah 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 Gotcha. Mm, yep. No. Our way we say me and my friend we hate uh, like windows, like our the uh, you know glass doors and stuff like that. Like you know, right? Because you can't see where and the handle made, for the door is. Oh yeah. Who made the Home Depots and the Lowe's that have the the the, the um, pilings that go straight up into the ceiling? Why are oh, they yeah. not laid out correctly so that they are in the center of the rest of the aisle? I mean, why are they in the center of the aisle? Even yeah, people who nope. are not visually impaired run into those things. Well, that's that. like the poles at Target, the white poles. Oh, yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. in the middle. Of, yeah, it's like, what? See those? You're looking at the shelves. Yep. Nope. And it's white. It's always got to be some color that blends right into the rest of the to the yeah, whole really. area. 
You're right. like, okay, this is stupid. Make it black or something. At least make it so it pops. It again. Make, yeah, give me some yeah. contrast here. Give me some contrast, exactly. You know? Oh yeah, I, I'm telling you, if I ever opened up a restaurant or a store, I'd make it would be like the most, con- it would be like super contrasted place. Yes. Well, now that's a good question for you, Mike. How is your color? Now I'm losing mine. What about you? I'm rough on, if I'm doing socks and stuff like that, like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, laundry and stuff, I find... I struggle like sometimes blues and greens mm-hmm. and blues okay. and blacks. Like if it's dark, like a dark green and like a dark blue, yeah. like sometimes sometimes I have to kind of, I don't know if I shake my eyes like a magic eight ball or do whatever. <laughs> I kind of give myself a reset and go, oh, okay. Or, you know, or my, my, yeah. I know my son has these pants and I was looking, I'm staring at them and I'm like, are these freaking gray? Or are they green? Yeah. Cause they were yeah. like this olive yeah. green. And I'm looking at them, keep looking at them, looking at them I'm like, they look green but i think yeah. they're i think they're green but but they look kind of grayish i'm like looking at them holding yeah. light and stuff yeah uh, a little bit like that but for the most part yes i am fortunate because i still use my computer and i noticed that you know because i can remember like you said about remembering things mm-hmm. um i work with the pantone chart and all that stuff in illustrator and i so i i could look and be like i know the colors i'm seeing i'm still seeing them you know right. like, as the colors they are i just find them with clothing it's tough like oh yeah, and, and, you know, dark Absolutely. blues and blacks and, you know, that's where yeah. I'm like, is this a blue? If, 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 if I'm not, if I'm looking at something and I'm like, I don't know if it's hundred percent black, I'm pretty sure it's probably dark blue. So what yeah. I'll do is I'll read the label. Cause sometimes oh, yeah, the label will actually tell you like the color of the actual fabric. So I'll be like, Oh, oh okay. It's blue. And I don't do that. Cause I want to match. I don't want to give my son mismatched clothes. So I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to be like, oh, okay, this, okay, this would go with this, you know, but yeah, I'm, if I had my way, we just have like gray and black. This way, everything everything matches. Yeah, pinks, oranges, and reds, and purples. Those. Yeah, there you are go. My, gosh, I have a struggle with those. Yeah. My okay, daughter. Wow. My daughter went to Clemson University, and so. Oh yeah, orange. looking a picture of her, and I used pink paper. So my girlfriend said hi. Oh, you know what? You, you know, gotta I take it back. That page. I take it back. <laughs> I had a moment like that, where I had seen. Yeah, or it was. I don't. I don't know if if it was orange, and I thought it was pink, or if it was pink. And I thought it was orange. I, I, yeah. I have had once in a while, I don't know what it was. It might just be like what it was printed on or, or yes. what, but no, yeah, I'm with you. I do, I, now I do yeah. take that back. I have had moments, but um, yeah. for the most part, I'm, yeah, I feel fortunate because I always talk, that's the one thing I love about this podcast is it's opened my eyes up to even myself, you know, yes. to, you know, like, hey, wow, like things really aren't as bad as I thought they were, you know, mm-hmm. like compared to this person's journey and this person's and what this person's experiencing. And, um, and uh, so that's, I think it's one of those things we always have to like, you know, think about. And that's why I like having people on here and, and doing this stuff. Cause you know, when you put a voice to a, you know, to the dirt, to the journey versus seeing a post on Facebook, it's like, it's much different. Right. Yeah. Right. A lot of us just scroll, you know, we just scroll past that stuff half the time because you're like, okay, I can only read this so much, you know, like, because it's sometimes it's depressing some stuff, stuff, stuff. And I'm like, I'm like, if I don't have anything I can really give to them, like, it's, it's just like, I don't know what, I don't know how to react to it, you know? Right, right. Yeah. So here's a good one. Okay. I like this one too, because it's, you know, it's always, you know, everyone's answers are always varying. Uh, but if you could get your vision back, what's like the first thing you're doing? Oh, wow. I have 
absolutely never considered that. First thing, you just got a bad uh, driving. Boom. Driving. When's the last I, time you drove? Um, Two thousand one. Okay. Oh, so yeah. you stopped. You stopped when you got diagnosed. Oh, oh no, no, no. Let me rephrase that. Two thousand and one, I stopped driving at night because that oh, okay. was very yeah. clear to me. But I had already renewed my license before I had um, um, had been diagnosed, and so I had right. ten years where I could go before I had to renew yeah. it again. Right. And and both of my girls were getting ready to start driving. My oldest was already doing um, at that, whatever that's called, the driver's training. Driver's ed. Driver's ed. Yeah, driver's ed thing. And okay. so um, when I went to renew, I just knew that I couldn't ethically, I just could not. Um, but then what happened, I, where I lived, they, they're used to, I would always take back roads. I never got on the highway because I can't merge. And, um, okay. and so I always took these back roads. We live in a little town, so that's very easy to do. And there was this uh, U.S. Food Service uh, had this back road where their trucks would come out. And that was the direction we would go. And two different times, I completely missed seeing a truck and we almost were hit. Um, if you can't see a semi, you probably shouldn't be driving. So that's a pretty, yeah, um, that's a bad. <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, I turned my license in in 2011, haven't driven since then. Uh, but a cool thing that happened is South Carolina allowed my girls, they, we um, petitioned to the state and uh, my girls were allowed to have no restrictions on their license. The day that they got their license, they were permitted to drive at any time of day after dark. Um, oh, okay. Because know, of your situation? A, um, and yes, because of my situation. And oh, I have to say, okay. my girls are excellent drivers. By the time they were out of high school, they had thousands of hours under their belt compared to the average students. Um, nice. Yeah, because they took me everywhere, which helped my husband because uh, oh, yeah, he that's was working that's... way uptown Charlotte and he couldn't come home for an hour and 15, drive an hour and 15 minutes home. No, that's just too much. Somewhere. Right. No, right. Um, so, you know, it, the, the timing of that was really good. Well, that's why people like, oh, always, yeah, I, I always, people always find it interesting. They go, oh man, why don't you just use public transportation? No, but, but people don't realize sometimes are like how much, you know, time even that, even that takes, it's not that easy, you know, to just, oh, go take a bus. Like, I, uh, I think I, you know, or I, I use the analogy that like it takes my mom is 15 minutes from me. If I were to drive a car, she's 15 minutes away. If I wanted to see my mom and I want to take a bus, I have to take two buses. Mm -hmm. um, I think I get, I take one bus and I think it drops me off somewhere. And then at that stop, I have to wait 45 minutes yeah. for the next bus. And I take that bus and it takes me. So it, I think it's like an hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So that's three hours. Of, yeah, it's, it's just to go see my mom. It's a three. It's, it would be a three hour, you know, of just just that for something that could take right. me thirty minutes there and back. It's right, and I so, just don't even have that option. I mean, no. So it's there's like, nothing so here. So there is a um, there is a service here that can come and get me. Um, okay. But because my husband works, um, and I, I this is an interesting one. I stopped working when my girls were born. And so when I was diagnosed in 2001, I had yeah. not worked for 10 years. Wow. And so I did not qualify for any type of disability because oh, you had not, of those you had not two worked. factors. Oh, That's right. God. I hadn't put into the system. Therefore, I didn't get anything out. Um, wow. And so okay. I can't uh, take advantage. And my age um, uh, diagnosed at I forget how old I was. 
but I, I'm 55 now, but I don't qualify for the senior services, um, senior citizen services, which means uh-huh. I can't even get rides that way. So I am in a tough spot. Um, that and is that tough. is why yeah. I'm super thankful for great neighbors and some excellent friends um, that just support me because I, I'm That's one great. of those that has fallen through the clack cracks. Yeah, some people realize people don't realize it's not that easy. Sometimes, like, oh, you know, if you talk to someone who's not, when you talk to somebody who's not visually impaired or not in that situation, it's always interesting for them to be like, oh, you could just take the bus or you could take just, it's, right. it's not that easy. Or, you know, right. You can get there. Right. Like, you know, no, no. It's like, yeah. well, you make it life, sound really easy. Yeah. Life is easier uh, for like grocery shopping. I, I do use um, an online service and that does help me. But there are times it has nothing to do with the fact that I need groceries. I need out of my house, Mike. Oh, oh right. My yeah. Please. You know, yeah. Cabin fever. In. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know, some of these people that went through the, uh, the 2020 COVID shutdown of where they started working from home when they went through yeah. that. Okay. That is my life every day, except that. You That's what I told you. I go, I'm to. a pro. I'm I go, I yeah. my friends, like my friend, my friend, Vin came, uh, came over one time during that were, you know, of course, social distancing. And yeah. he's like, he's like, we're sitting in my driveway just talking and he's like dude you must be a pro at this he's like this is nothing this is, this is what you do i'm like yeah i'm like yeah not being able to go anywhere like yeah, yeah I, I, got, I thrive through it. that's when i wrote my first book covid okay, shut my esl program down and i thought okay this is this is no more excuses right here so I and what's even book. better we don't like handshakes and things because we can't find them so we, now that's we don't right. have to touch people <laughs> This is the best. About this is like the best. Like COVID's been the best thing for visually impaired people. Except, well, minus the whole when they put the sticker things um, in the stores to tell you, you know, where to stand. Oh yeah, you yeah. Know? No, there's oh, no. no way I can. See we were that. left. No, we, my... we were left in the dark for that. That's like right. And and I actually spend a lot of time looking at people's mouths rather than their eyes, so that I can make sure what I oh. see. I don't have a, a hearing loss, but I still I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, right. Masks yeah. are killing me. No, it's too funny. No, it's a, but at least like I look at it that way. I'm like, I don't. Oh, good. Now I don't have to touch anybody. I don't have to hand, worry about missing a handshake, <laughs> and I don't have to come near you. Like I can just avoid you. I don't want to be okay. It's like, oh, I get to That's stay right. home, and you're you're going to tell me I have to stay home and I have to pay you to pay. Oh, I already do this already. I already cool. do that. Yeah, me and my family, we just stay together. We loved it. <laughs> That's awesome. In South Carolina, you know, we're big huggers, so uh, oh, you just God, have to okay. look at everybody and go air hug. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> can't even hug anybody. I go for the martial arts thing. I, I go for the bow. I like, yeah, I can, oh, you know, there you let's go. bow to each other. Nice. Yeah, nice to meet you. But yeah, there you go. That's actually a really <laughs> cute idea. I like that. Yeah, there you go. But no, I mean, me, I, what I loved most, I think, was uh, we never like ate dinner at the table. We, we, we didn't really, we kind of got out of that. And it was mm-hmm. nice when COVID happened, it got us doing that again. Like we started, we were eating dinners at the table every day. We were watching TV yeah. together as a family. And, uh, and when things kind of, you know, started not normal but when things got a little bit better and my wife went back to work and things we we kept the eating you know dinner at yes. the table we kept certain, yeah. certain things and stuff like that. so yeah. that i loved it i was like yeah. i feel so like no anxiety i felt great everyone else was like oh this is terrible i can't get my <laughs> hair cut well you you're that is really like that's your thing like that's what's really got you like so angry because you can't go down to this place and get your hair cut. That's that's I, know. I embraced it, man. I'm like, hey, this is a perfect opportunity to go gray. Oh, yeah, color there you go. Stuff. Be me. Uh, I am who I grew. I am. Yeah, I grew my hair out, man. That's why, yes, that's <laughs> what I did. And I and I worked out more. I was one of the ones that, like, it was other 
you got some people who gained weight during COVID or you got the people that got more in shape. And that was me. I got more in shape, right? Cause I was just like, all right, well now I'm just going to work out more. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm, I'm with you, Mike. I did the same thing. I spent more time out walking and because I was responsible for my own meals and I wasn't going out, I, I am a follower. So if you say, you know, let's go to this restaurant, you know, I'm, I'm going to eat whatever restaurant there, food there is. Right. And uh, gotcha. I'm not getting a salad, you know, but if I'm at home, <laughs> it's exactly what I want. And usually that uh, is a salad. So I, I actually go. lost weight during COVID. It was awesome. Yeah, perfect. See, you got the ticket about you. Made, we made the best of it. That's good. Exactly. So now that we, uh, we established that, one, one, I wanted to say it's awesome that you got another 10 years of driving now. So that's actually pretty cool. Ah, <laughs> Especially now when you know, you know, when you look back, you could have stopped it 2001, but I think you would have regretted it. Yeah. It took 10 years to get my head straight. To really, yeah, be like, yeah. I think you have those, I I tell people, I don't think anyone is allowed to look at someone and say, you can't drive, you should stop driving. I think Mm. it's something that you have to decide on your own. I don't, I mean, I don't want a doctor saying to me, because even a doctor can look at charts and still not understand what we see. Right, right. You know, and understand how we're able to do it. Like, you yeah. know, and I think we're honestly better drivers, I think, actually, than a lot of the people on the road right now, because if you're <laughs> if you're aware of what you're going through and you know your yeah. blind spots, like if you know what issues you have, I think yeah. you can scan around it. You can work it because you're more aware. You're going to be like, I'm not messing around. I'm not going to get myself. I'm not going to be texting when I'm driving or doing mm-hmm. that stuff because, you know, you have this condition and, you know, you got to be on your A game when you're driving. Yeah. I mean, that's why I stopped driving. I stopped driving because it was yeah. stressful. I was like, this will right. be fun. It's yeah, fun anymore. Yeah. Too much work. No, it's not fun. I might could drive a golf cart if I was able to be on the street with no other cars parked on. There the you street, go. But that'd be fun. You know. Yeah. So here's a here's a really popular one too because this is gonna blow your mind probably. In your dreams, are you blind or visually? Are you like fully sighted? Are like visually impaired? Are oh, you like? Man. Do you actually you know does any of that play out? I. That's a really interesting question. I don't know that I have ever considered that. Although I do know, I almost always dream in very vivid color. Okay. Um, but I can't answer that. I don't know. Well, think about that though. Think about when, when next. Yeah, when you start having dreams, like think to yourself because yeah. I've seen it. Well, me for me anyway, it plays out. Other, I've said it. Like I'll be like doing something. I'll be like, oh, I can't do this. I'm visually impaired. Um, <laughs> or I'll be driving. And I know it just doesn't feel right. Like something, yeah. it, I, I shouldn't be doing this. There's a, there's a, this just feels wrong. Um, I don't think I've had one with a cane. No, I think I did. I think I had one dream where I had a cane. Yeah, I think oh I did. my word. So I've it, never it, thought it's slow. That. Yeah. And it's like, and then like, I think I had some on my show. I remember they were like, they also were like, they didn't think about it. And then they go, wait a minute, you know, I haven't had a, tr- like, I haven't had a car in my dream since I stopped mm-hmm. driving. Or something like that. And like, so I'm like, yeah. see, I go, it's all like yeah. everything's going to start playing yeah. out sooner or later. So, cause that's, I find dreams to be the escape, you know, that usually, you know, yeah, you right. dream and it's like awesome because in your dream world, you're, right. you know, you're normal in your dream world. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and then I, I, after a while, I started seeing it. And I think, anyway, for me, and I've said this before, that I think it's because I spend a lot of time thinking about it. Mm-hmm. You know, so my brain is, it plays out in my dreams. So I think I think, I think about a lot about my, I would have you know, to pay my attention to that. Yep. So if, for instance, if you're just throughout your day, you're not really thinking about your vision, I think it might not, it might not play out as much, but if you're someone right. that's very aware of your visual loss and, and you're having, you know, when you have those moments where you knock something over and things like that, like yes. you're always thinking of it. So I yeah. think 
subconsciously you're gonna start you know it'll play out in your dreams so i'm waiting for that yeah. I'm, waiting for, I'm waiting for someone to have a dog and their dreams is that <laughs> i've had people who had guide dogs but they said they've never had a dream with their dog which is weird because oh, you think you would you know you would have yeah. you know a dream like with your dog in it. who you are yeah yeah it's just yeah you know but they're like no i haven't had one like where are my dogs i'm like oh man i'm waiting for that so you know because because then obviously it'd be like why is this dog in your dream you know, like you would, ha- you would have to be like, hey, well, yeah, I'm visually embarrassed. Like, so it's gonna, you know, it would just be, yeah, yeah, interesting. You know, or would the dog just be a dog? You know, right, right. Yeah, you know, just a regular dog. I'd be like, oh, well, yeah, I had my dog in my dream, but like he wasn't my guide dog. He was just, yeah. just a regular dog. Oh yeah, it's so crazy. Oh, but I want to thank you so much for being on. It was just like oh. a lot of fun. You're, you're definitely somebody awesome. like me. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Oh, I like thank that. Thanks. No, this was super, super fun. And I just appreciate that you have a platform where you are um, giving opportunities for those that have retinitis pigmentosa to share their stories. And sometimes I do believe it is important to just be able to share your heart, you know? Yeah, that's what's yeah. about, right? Hearing it, you know, hearing, yeah. yeah. Like you hear the emotion behind somebody. Like you, when you read somebody that posts something on Facebook, there's, there's probably emotion behind it, but you can't, you don't get it yeah. through you know, through type, <laughs> you know, yeah, so you are very, very right. So hearing your voice yeah. and, you know, it's, it just, it, I don't know, it's just different. It puts that feeling behind it, you know, like mm-hmm. what someone's going through versus just someone typing it out that what they're going through. Exactly. But well, I awesome. really do appreciate your time. Thank you for doing this. Oh, thank you. Thank you for being on. Thank you for sharing your journey. And I, uh, is there anything you want to add? When's your book uh, coming out? My book, Dial E for Endearment, which is a part of the You Are On The Air series, comes out on February the 1st. And right. 50% of the proceeds of either the ebook or the paperback that are purchased during the month of February, um, those, will, uh, those proceeds will go to Metrolina Association for the Blind. Awesome. So get that book, guys, if you're a, if you're a book reader. Yeah. <laughs> if not try it you know one day i'm gonna do it i swear i'm gonna you know <laughs> oh, right now i can hear my wife right now saying no no yeah <laughs> sure yeah whatever. <laughs> too much all right well i hope you enjoy the rest of your day and the thank you hope it's hope it's fun or you know what's what, what's the weather like over there oh today it's actually gorgeous i think it's about 50 degrees so i'm getting a walk in today oh you enjoy that because i'm gonna freeze yeah. <laughs> Over here it's in the East Coast. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, I live in South Carolina for a reason. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> well, enjoy. Enjoy your Thanks, walk. Thanks, Mike. Have a You're great welcome. day. Have a great day. And this has been another episode of Living Free with RP. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. <laughs>